707. I'm Brandon Boxer and Matt Mayer in studio. I Before I hit the mic, I told him that he has made me smarter in the past year. I, I'm sorry about that, Matt, but I mean, it, it's a compliment. Please know that. Smarter because, you know, I, 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 I bring everybody <laughs> down to a level that it's impossible not to make them smarter, right? All right. This is, you know, he, this is our one-year anniversary. It is our one-year anniversary today, and, and I just want to thank you this past year, uh, last year too, of just everything you have contributed to this show. Oh, well, thank uh, you. I mean, thank, thank you for having me. It's been such a fun, fun year just kind of hitting every week the, the issues that are out there with you. Well, and you nail it. You nail it all the time. And and most importantly, you educate me. You educate those that are listening and the things that we need to know. Plus, I love you because you're conservative. So, it's well, all good, you, know, you know, as long as you keep putting up a post on social media about hair, hairballs in Ohio <laughs> having the largest hairball, which, by the way, when I saw that, uh, 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 you know, I was on vacation and I've got this thing about wet hair in a pool that, like, it like, really, like, makes me crazy. You're not alone. Oh, my God. And I saw that, and I was like, I almost wretched. I was like, Brandon, what are you doing, man? Like, that was just nasty. My That's daughter. Gross. You know, uh, You know I got to mix it up. It can't always be politics. And so Ohio's now known for having the largest, largest hairball. Hair like, come yeah. on, man. Like, it's the best we can do. <laughs> We're a hairball state. I knew you would appreciate that, Matt Mayer. Uh, look, it is uh, not just our anniversary, but today obviously marks one year. One year since the Capitol riots. Yeah. Uh, some, the Dems uh, on the left, still like to call it um, an insurrection at this point. Despite the fact yeah. that no one's been charged with insurrection. With insurrection. Not a single human being that right. they've arrested you know, a year later. No evidence there was an insurrection, but nonetheless, we'll keep using the political rhetoric. Right, exactly. So we're going to see lawmakers pause today, pray, you know, draw some lessons. But after, where are we Wave going forward? the bloody for- shirt, right? <laughs> yeah. But where are we going forward from this? I mean, it's this whole thing has been exhausting. And you know what? You know what we could do? is why don't we just start with Attorney General Merrick Garland, who did an update on this whole investigation yesterday. This is what he had to say. No, we, we, can, we can go. Okay. Thus far will not be our last. The Justice Department remains committed to holding all January 6 perpetrators at any level accountable under law, whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy. We will follow the facts wherever they lead. All right, and, and, and you can't just break into the Capitol. You can't punch windows, and, and we know that. I mean, that's just common sense. But how far are they going to go? How far is the DOJ going to go on this? As far as the politicized DOJ wants to go. I mean, yeah. the, the reality is, you know, this is where I hope every conservative in America is thanking Mitch McConnell for making sure Merrick Garland never got anywhere near the Supreme Court. I remember that. Because it is clear he is a political hack that all he cares about is pushing the Biden, progressive, Dem, hyper-partisan agenda. I mean, the reality is I agree that people who engaged in the violence in the stuff on on January 6th should be prosecuted, uh, tempered right with leniency and reason, and measured by the fact that they should be treated no differently than the people who threw Molotov cocktails at courthouses, injured thousands of police in 2020 by BLM and Antifa rioters, the ones who tried to go after the White House that sent Trump into the bunker. They should be pursued just as aggressively as these one six folks were have been pursued, but they have not been. And that's right. the double standard of justice that I have, I and many Americans have a humongous problem with, is that we are just focused entirely on a small group of people, 700, 800 total. Yeah. 
yeah. and we're ignoring the thousands of people who we have camera video footage of. We can geofence just like they've done on one six. And we're ignoring all those people or the ones we've caught as you know, I, I, I've noted in articles, we're slapping them on the wrist, but we're not doing that to one sixers. We're throwing them in jail without bail. They're putting in horrible conditions in the DC prison when they are dealt with from a prosecutorial standpoint, they're, they're throwing everything at them. They can, but note, not an insurrection charge, not a charge of being terrorist. And, and, you know, I don't know if you saw yesterday, Ted Cruz last night where he referred to the one six as a terrorist attack. I was surprised. He said that it's an, I was it's, shocked. It's, it's horrible. I well, mean, what happened to Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz is, is a, well, I, I thought a brilliant lawyer. He is very, a lawyer. very careful with every word he says. It, clearly Ted Cruz is looking at some type of pulling number that he thinks puts him in a position to try to, wedge around Donald Trump for 2024. Do you think that's what it was? I do. Everything, he saw some everything Ted does is political. Everything. <laughs> and, and the it's fact strategy. that he would refer to these folks as terrorists, comparing them to Al-Qaeda, who rammed two planes into buildings on 9-11. Right. There's a big difference. Right. Comparing you... them to those folks is just horrendous. There is no evidence. And we, look, we've been at this a year. Keep in mind, the Department of Justice has put everything impossible at this for a year now. Congress through a hyper-partisan investigation by the Democrats and Bernie Thompson. And I've been in front of Bernie. I've talked to Bernie Thompson. He's a political hack. He he has put everything they can at this as well, right? And they have not found single shred of evidence that this was an organized, planned, pre-planned event, that this was an insurrection. This was a bunch of people who got carried away, right? And things happened. And they did. And, and, and some and, of them and, did. And they absolutely should be prosecuted fairly right they trespass by and large we, we don't we don't throw people in jail for trespassing right and so to me that that component is just it's we've got to get that ratcheted back because all we're doing is diving further into the abyss of a civic war in this country where we're putting us versus them if, if very you divisive are, yeah. very divisive if yeah. you if you commit a crime and you're the wrong political party in the wrong city boy you are in deep trouble but yeah. if you commit a crime and you're the right party well, we're just going to look the other way as we now see in New York, the new DA in New York is going to start ignoring, oh, ignoring violent crimes. I mean, th- this is this is getting to a point where we are creating an unsafe environment for most Americans. And, and it, it is creating even greater division than Joe Biden allegedly a year ago said he was going to fix. And so if we don't get back off this ledge, uh, we're just going to dive deeper into it over the next two two to four years. Well, and, and the message is there, too. You had Kamala Harris uh, when she was still a senator you know, bailing people out with, you know, Black Lives Matters and those that were, you know, protesting. Torching police buildings and and burning down black-owned businesses, right? This is, she was, she that's exactly right. The vice president of the United States endorsed this kind of anarchy and rioting behavior. But because it was the right political party in her view, it was okay. But when it happens in Washington and it's for Trump, Trump voters, suddenly now they're, 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 they're terrorists, they're insurrectionists. And it's just, it's irresponsible rhetoric. And, and some say this was a pot with hot water just eventually boiling over here. People felt like they weren't heard from the election. They weren't, they, they felt like they were being, and really this dates back to 2016. Some of this with President Trump being elected. And no, he didn't, no, he was, he was helped by the Russians. Well, and, the, it, the, but, you know? and that's the thing, right? Like I, I keep seeing the, the memory holing, right, of all this information. I mean, everybody yeah. forgets that in 2000, and in 2004 and in 2016, scores of Democrats, including Hillary Clinton, have repeatedly said that George W. Bush and Donald Trump were not fairly elected, were not legitimate presidents. You're right. They, 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 many of them did the same exact electoral college challenge that Trump tried to do. Right. So this is not new. 
what happened on the 6th was a group of people, small group, went from a rally while it was still going on, while Trump was still speaking, and started violence. You can't blame that. If he's still speaking, he said peacefully protest. Go over there and have your voices heard peacefully. And some folks got violent. Now, we don't know who those are. You know, there's all these folks like Ray Epps, this Arizona guy, who, you know, he's on video the night before, the night of. He has tons of video of him saying we need to go and storm the Capitol, but he's not been arrested. He's not been charged. And nobody can explain why. And there are several Ray Epps in this involvement that nobody knows who, who, why has that guy not been arrested or, or indicted when so many others have been, when they, 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 I mean, we all seen the video now of people like Ray Epps or this guy that's on the podium with the bullhorn. He's, you know, inciting people, but he's not been arrested. He's not been indicted. And so there's a widespread belief, I think, well found in the fact that they can't answer the, the questions of that there were, there clearly were informants for the FBI on the ground in one six. So this gets into so much of the messiness of what's going on, and, and they're so determined to try to take Donald Trump down and prevent him from running in 2024 that it's now become like just this hyper-partisan, you know, pogrom against Trump voters. Matt Mayer is with us, president of Opportunity Ohio. Uh, uh, Matt, well, and, and on the heels of that, former President Trump is, you know, the past year has been accused of not doing enough that day. We still hear about that. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, look, I think he clearly could have done more. But, but Pandora's box was open. Is there right, much right. really he, he, he could issued, have done? He issued a statement on Twitter. He then did a, uh, an interview on TV. I mean, he, he, he did go out there and say, guys, go home. This, is, this isn't us. We're not BLM Antifa. We don't, we don't beat up law enforcement. That's, that's, that's their side. That's what the BMLF Antifa did for the last year all over this country. We don't do that. And, and so he did send the message, but it was unfortunately a bit too late. And I think the, the one legitimate beef against President Trump is that he had kind of stirred that pot of fraud. He and, stirred and it in that message still, yeah, is the that's, problem. That's, that's, he that, still uh, stirred it. Yeah, and he, and, and he still does. And, 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 and I think, you know, you have to separate, separate the, the, the fraud of actual voting, which I don't think there's widespread evidence of that. I, I don't think so either. From... The fact that the election was rigged before people even voted. And this gets into Molly Hemingway's excellent book, Rigged, where she details, you know, whether it's four years of a media onslaught that drove his negatives up, right, that, that tried to make him illegitimate. It's the, now we know, the Clinton campaign paid for Russian collusion hoax, which we now know they paid for foreign nationals to interfere in our election. Hillary should be indicted for collusion because that's the that's and we know that for a fact that's not a matter of partisan rhetoric we know for a fact through mark elias at the perkins Coie law firm through fusion gps that they engaged both even danchenko and christopher Steele, four nationals to interfere in our election so we know all this right and that 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 rigged the election the 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 mark zuckerberg and the Zuckbucks pouring you know half a billion dollars into heavily democrat places to try to get make sure votes happen right we know all this happened that set the stage. So it's frankly, it is amazing. Trump only lost the 2020 election by 44,000 votes in three states. Right. Right. I mean, right. and if you take away all that stuff, he probably would have easily won. You know, you get the, the Pfizer vaccine that, that the, the CEO, you know, you know, Democrat CEO withheld from being released on October 27th because he knew it would help Trump get elected. And it would have, if, yeah. if that vaccine would have been come out on in October versus a week after the election, Trump absolutely would have won the election. It would have been interesting. Yeah. So, so, so there's a beef there, but it's but he you know he stirred that pot with it. Oh, if there's all this dead people voting, and you know that that there's not evidence of that. 
widespread evidence of well, that. And, and I will say this. Uh, it, you're responsible for yourself, but it's also the people around you. And I don't necessarily think he had the best people that were around him, you know, with trying to feed him all this info. And some of it was obviously, you know, inaccurate. Uh, President Biden and Vice President Harris will deliver remarks today. What I find interesting, Matt, is the president's speech will address, and that's set for nine o'clock this morning. uh, He's going to address the singular responsibility former President Trump had for the chaos and carnage. Isn't that just fanning the flames at this point? Not only is it fanning the flames, it's just, it's historically wrong. I mean, you cannot, it is like literally saying, oh, we're going to divorce the fact that we spent, you know, $40 million with Robert Mueller investigation investigating right. a false charge of, of uh, against President Trump and Russian collusion that we're going to ignore Hillary Clinton and every Democrat, including Kamala Harris, that said he was an illegitimate president. I mean, it's like saying, so it's like when you were a kid and, and uh, you know, you lost a game. You'd say, okay, starting now, let's play the game starting now because you, you know, you were losing and now you might be winning. So oh, now let's start the game. They, they want to ignore everything that happened before November 3rd and then January 6th that the Democrats did time and time again, whether it was the rioting, it was the attack on Rand Paul and his wife at the, you know, at, at, um, uh, Lafayette Square, the attacks on the White House. I mean, this is a, non, this is a nonstop campaign against one man and, and, and yeah. they ignore the fact that that happened. So, you know, Trump has a right to be, frustrated that his his four years was curtailed to some degree because you know he was handicapped by this constant charge of russian collusion that was totally made up 610 wtv and political contributor and president of opportunity ohio matt mayer in studio with us matt i have to be quick on this but uh for those that don't know you were the president at one time of the buckeye institute oh yeah sure and uh, we had robert ald on yesterday and of course he he and his uh, staff have a big day tomorrow I want to play you a clip of it. We asked him, what if the Supreme Court doesn't make a decision tomorrow on the Biden vaccine mandates? Here's what well, he said. Well, I, I mean, at this point, it really is in the Supreme Court's hands. I, I suppose the other thing is the Biden administration has kicked the can down the road a couple of times with regard to enforcement. They could go ahead uh, and say that they're going to hold off enforcement until they get an opinion by the Supreme Court. That would be possible. And in fact, that would be prudent on their part. Right now, you've got companies and individuals across the country that are facing tremendous uncertainty because they don't know what the law is going to be. They don't know what the requirements are going to be. So that would be a prudent step, but so far they've not been willing, the Biden administration has not been willing to do that. So I think, I think at this point, you know, most of the eggs are in the basket of the Supreme Court in terms of trying to get some relief here. There's a lot at stake, obviously. The American worker, uh, the American economy is at stake, among other things. Uh, your thoughts about tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, I look, I think uh, I, I think most of us believe that it'll be a five, four, six, three decision saying the mandate is is not constitutional for lots of reasons. Um, and so that that's the hope. Uh, if it doesn't happen, you know, I think we're going to see a, a huge hit to the economy because, you know, look, even over the, the Christmas break, you know, I, there, there were over 20,000 flights canceled. Right. I mean, we're talking this could be a r- massive ripple if, in fact, employers have to start essentially terminating unvaccinated people. And, and, and again, I don't know about you, but I, you know, look, I'm vaccinated, right? I've had, the, same, I've had the same. booster, but yep. when I see that Israel's now pushing a fourth booster, a fourth <laughs> shot, and I start uh, thinking, oh my God, uh, exactly. when does it end? If it, so when does it end? Let's stop calling it a vaccination because it's not a vaccination. Yep. If I have to keep taking it, it is not a vaccination, no. right? If I can get breakthrough infections, it is not a vaccination. Let's call it a pre-therapeutic. Let's call it whatever it might be, but it's not a vaccination. So to me, forcing people to take something that doesn't prevent you from getting the, the illness, well, 
that that seems an awful big heavy hand uh, when people have legitimate concerns about it. Well, and I'll quickly wrap up with this. If this doesn't tell you that what the Biden vaccine mandate can do, I don't know if you saw, but yesterday the Postal Service asked for a temporary waiver from the Biden vaccine requirement. They're asking for, I don't know what it is, like 120 some days. Because they're not ready. They're, they don't have enough people as it is. We're, we're, we're getting rid of Marines and, and Army and Air Force personnel. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy, right? Because it's just all we're going to do is hurt, the, hurt, hurt America's defense, hurt our economy. And for what purpose? For something that they keep telling us, oh, we got to get, get, get another one. You got to get, get another one. So yeah. forget it, man. It's, it's, it's not what it should be. You need to pull back from this kind of, you know, jackbooted, uh, you know, federal centric demand of everything and let's get reasonable and realize let, let people make their decisions and let people be responsible and if people need to mask they mask but it, you know to, to force every company in america to to, to fire people because yeah. they don't want to get them that, that's that, man that's just too too much too far for the federal government